You are now listening to the Purpose Edits Podcast. You gotta be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess, and not everybody has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like sweet to be successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game that's necessary and get through it. Welcome to the Perfect Settings Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. What up, homie? How you doing today? Cooling, man. What's good with it? Man, you know me. It's another day. It's another dollar, man. I'm, I'm, it's, it's one of them weird moments in life where it's a bunch of stuff happening, both good and bad. Like it's a bunch of positive stuff I'm seeing, but at the same time, it seems like it's counterproductive with all the crap that's going on in the world. Yeah. So I'm trying to find that happy medium. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, it's, um, I understand exactly because right as we talk about this and it feels like we go into this every week, they just had the uh, verdict with Breonna Taylor <laughs> and it's just like, here we go again. Yeah, but you know what? Honestly, I, I am not surprised because to take the precautions of declaring a state of emergency, um, declaring a state of, of emergency, boarding up downtown Louisville, that right there said, hey, there's about to be some bull. Let's go ahead. We know how we know how, how they're gonna, they not they, gonna be happy about what's gonna come. You know and what they I mean? they're gonna argue for about two days. And meanwhile, we sitting here. We got a, a guest today, longtime friend. Um, I met Bernard back in uh 2000, probably four or five. And he's a uh, musician, rapper, entrepreneur, just a creative person. And what what attracted to him attracted me to him as a person is just his energy positive intelligent brother so we like to welcome our good friend bernard founder of the marriage club men's retreat to the podcast what's up big boy and we wanted to get you in on this conversation because we see you bouncing in the background what's going on baby what's going on what's going on man i'm glad to be here with y'all boys man i appreciate it yeah man welcome welcome join join the show and you know one of the things that i appreciated that shane said about you and am i okay to call you b uh yeah, B beans, you know, uh Bernard, whatever you want to call him, man, I'm here. Okay. Uh one of the things he said about you, B, was the fact that you were a dude who was addicted to achieving your purpose. And yeah. you know, our whole show is about that. Our whole mission in life has been about that. Whatever, whatever our purpose has been, we've been chasing it, we've been pursuing it, we've been taking steps and and, and action and in that process been trying to help others to do the same. And so when he told me about, you know, what you have done and what you are, are focused on doing, I say, yeah, absolutely. I, I got to meet him, got to connect with him. So welcome to the show, my friend. Welcome, man. So, bro, what was, you. what was you saying about they, they boarded it up and thought that it's going to be like, you know, here they're going to make some noise for two days? I mean, it was it, it, to board up in preparation like a hurricane was coming. <laughs> means yeah. you saw it yeah. out over the water brewing yeah they already every- knew what it was yeah. they already knew what it was you knew a and- cat five is forming and it's on the way so i'm gonna go ahead and board up and evacuate right it's the same thing so so declare a state of emergency board up evacuate like 
that means something, something about to go down. That means some mess is about to come. So for me, no. Nah, and they I bought it up. They, the builders, they bought it up with federal buildings. So, you know, that, that tells you who they think is all, who they think is going to be doing the rioting already. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? See, that's the telltale sign. And that's what let me know what the verdict was going to be. I didn't think it was going to get charged. Nobody was going to get charged, to be honest. And even when I, when I look at, I didn't even look at what buildings they boarded up, but I look at what they or who they were aimed at trying to protect. So yeah, I saw that they were federal buildings. I saw that it was downtown that they boarded up. They didn't board up everywhere in Louisville. They didn't say, hey, everybody, you might want to take precaution. And when you think mm-hmm. about the the minority, predominantly minority neighborhoods, they didn't give them a heads up. They didn't say, hey, you might want to protect yourself. We, we're not sure how this is going to turn out. It's just like anywhere when a natural disaster happens, when a disaster happens, right? You can tell who the government is out to protect. And I hate that that sounds like that, but the reality is that, that's how this world is set up. It's set up yeah. to protect a certain group. So, yeah. all right. Well, now let's see what's going to come from this. But we won't dwell on that too long. We won't yeah. dwell on that, man. Let's, let's. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm a political dude too. So, you know, Shane, <laughs> know this. I listen to right wing radio. So I know what they're saying to the other side. And that's the ridiculous part to me because the information that we are getting, they are getting it totally twisted, bro. Like it's, it's totally twisted. But, you know, whatever. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. <laughs> So we we always start off with a, a segment as to what blew your mind. So Shane, take us down, take us down that alley. So this was inspired by our conversation before we came on air. Um, this is the whole podcast is pre-recorded. We know this, but um, I caught on Facebook that Bernard <laughs> got completely dressed <laughs> and fresh for the podcast, <laughs> and even went as far as to put on cologne. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. at the time, I was sitting here in my underwear getting ready for the podcast. But what, what's amazing about that and what stuck out to me, and this is something that as a teacher, I preach to my kids all the time. We are what we consistently do. Bernard felt like it was important that we was about to jump on this podcast. This is a big event. So I have to look my best. I have to smell my best. My feet got to be the best. My outfit got to be the best. And, and I think if we put ourselves in a space of everything I do in life, I, it, I, it has to reflect who I am, what I want to be, where I'm going, what I'm doing. And all of that has to line up. So like we are what we consistently do. And yeah. in that joke, you know, we, we quickly learned who he is as a person now. So that was... Um, I mean, that validated it for me, right? Yeah. You talk about 100%. you you talk about get up, dress up, show up, and show out, right? Yep. That yep. that is that is who he is. And 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 the fact that he put on cologne, right? That and this is <laughs> regardless of whether this is going live or not. The fact that he wanted to smell good in case we could smell or see the fact that he smelled yeah, yeah, good yeah, through yeah. the screen. I want like, you to I see the aroma that. coming off the screen. You know, it's an aura. Yeah. I'm trying to present, you know. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I, I I appreciate that wholeheartedly because I I would tell my son growing up when he asked me train him in sports, I say, before you ask me to do this, understand I only know one way. Yep. 
you know i only know one way to do it and that's excellent yeah only know one way so i appreciate that and i i encourage anybody as you out there thinking about your own personal brand you only know one way to do it and that's excellent so yeah, yeah man welcome to the show welcome to the show i i, I want to kick it off the first thing this this marriage club men's retreat you got to start there what inspired you to create this um okay so this is what happened I was in this other group. I'm not, you know, needless to, you know, say I'm not going to give them any. But they kicked me out, man. They kicked me out because uh, I said something. And I thought, you know, I thought I could say what I wanted to say. I said something. They kicked me out. And um, it was along the lines of one of the dudes said that, you know, we're not free to talk in groups because the women always overrun groups and stuff like that. So I created this group or whatever. Uh, My wife went in that other group and got kicked out by talking, you know, I'm posting, blasting posts on it. They keep my husband. Ah, ah. So, you know what I mean? I ended up creating this group. And once it actually became intentional for me to uh, kind of redirect my efforts to sustaining marriages, to be honest with you, especially when it comes to our community, hmm. um, I think I, I thought I had a pretty good formula. I've been with my wife for 17 years. And I've been married for 10. We got five kids together. I don't have any outside kids. I always come home. You know what I mean? And I'm happy. Now, this is the thing. I I figured that since I had this kind of experience, that was kind of like my 10,000 hours. You know, they have, everybody has an expertise. And if I ain't put in hours on nothing else, being a father and a husband was what I was really Hmm. good at. And it's something that I I can explain and I can teach um, at the same time. So... Um, I decided to really just be, my, my wife actually got me into being a little bit more intentional with, uh, you know, with what I do, giving them a free space to to talk and discuss as men because I wanted to be like a clubhouse, you know what I mean? People think that just because you get married, you know what I'm saying, you're supposed to be one, but you are really two individuals as one unit, you know what I mean? And so you have to keep your individuality as a man and so I created the group for that, but still the core of it is we're trying to build families and we're trying to be uh we're trying to be surrogate fathers, I guess, in a certain sense, for those who don't have that, mm-hmm. that kind of um, you know, that kind of influence. And um just dealing with the kids that I deal with all the time, I mean, I I, I see where the link is kind of missing. It's just, you know, a mother a father's uh, you know, a father's love and is, is a little bit different than a mother's, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I just wanted to provide a space where they can learn how to be fathers and we can discuss issues, you know? I needed to learn stuff myself. Yeah, from your perspective, what is the model or ideal father slash husband? Acceptance is the first thing, mm-hmm. okay? Because um, love is acceptance at the end of the day. No matter what my son does, no matter what anybody, you know, that's that's what that's what love is. And we really don't we don't even accept other people what they do when we would accept our sons for doing the same thing. Like you you get certain things that I can't throw my son, like say, just say my son was gay. I can't throw him away. Mm. You understand what He's I'm saying? It's something I can't throw. So so if I'm if I'm going to accept him anyway. To be conscious about having to accept, 
That means you have to accept your wife for who she is and not mm. want her to be. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the times when it comes to marriages, we want somebody to fit inside a script that we haven't even given them to read. Mm. You know, even the way I met my wife, it was just, you know, she had a boyfriend, I had a girlfriend. So it was on the most honest of terms where we just told each other what we wanted and ended up vibing like that. And in that friendship, ended up lasting so much that I didn't want, I don't want to lose my friend for nothing. Mm. And, if, and just like you being male friends, y'all can have a fight or whatever. And that don't mean you're going to throw your homeboy away. But in marriages, you can tell what it's built on when you really willing to, willing to throw it away so quickly. It challenges the it challenges whether you built on, oh, this is just a relationship as in, as in I'm attracted to her. So, you know, mm-hmm. or whether it's terms of, friendship as a whole like you know that's my homeboy damn near you know what i mean that like, yeah. if you need that then it's not it's not sustainable in the first place and why get yourself into that you at you said that that makes sense let me tell you how relevant what you said is right now in this moment literally i just got through listening to michelle obama's podcast and she was interviewing conan o'brien and the subject they were talking about was marriage and they were talking about how marriages go through ups and downs. And he uses this analogy. I'm going to borrow this from Conan O'Brien. He said the, the car company BMW, when they are making their cars, they have this big claw that will swoop in and randomly pick out a car every 10 cars. And it will shake it as hard as it can for two minutes to see if something's going to pop out, if something's going to shake loose. And because if it, if it is, it's going to go flying off the car. And I'm listening to this and I'm listening to you and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so relevant for this moment. But that's what relationships are and marriages are, is life is going to grab you, reach in mm-hmm. in a random moment. And it's going to shake the crap out of you and your marriage and your relationship. And if there is anything loose, it is going to come flying off. But the other point that they made on this, on the podcast episode was that doesn't mean the company ends. That doesn't mean that the marriage relationship. Right. And see, my... My standpoint is uh, a lot of people don't understand it. It, it. I heard somebody say it takes a long time to be a good husband. And it stuck with me. And he also said, um, I actually heard it from T.D. Jakes. He, had, he also said, um, uh, when she, he was like, she was a good, he, his wife was a good wife to him when he wasn't a good husband. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that it just stuck with me because a friend is a good friend even when you not sometimes. And sometimes it be some shit you don't want to hear, you don't want to talk about, you understand? But uh, just that friendship in itself to stay there and be solid, sometimes you got to wake stuff out, man. And sometimes you got to, you can't, you got, you can't, you got to be in it together. You got to be a unit. You know what I mean? You got to be, you got to be reciprocated. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of times we don't we don't do that. We don't do that because we already have our narrative of what we come to mm-hmm. and what we want. What we want, yep. What we want. And whenever that's broken, people want to leave. 
Yeah. But you got to understand that people change and in a relationship, you have to allow them to change just as you would want them to, to allow you at the same time. That's the only way it works. That's what growing together is. I couldn't have married her if I would have just thought about what she would have been like if I was just thinking about my knees in my 20s. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I had to think to marry her. We got married after, after seven years. After seven years, after having two kids, we got married. You understand what I'm saying? So it, it took time and it was a thought process. Like, I, you know what I mean? People don't even take that time to get to know each other either before they rush or they cut out too quick and not know. Give it a chance to, to mature and, and get there. Because of, because of something that's uncomfortable. And like I said in the group the other day, I was like, man, you know, safe places ain't always comfortable. Mm. They're not always comfortable. When you have a father in your house or an uncle in your house, correction is not comfortable all the time. Yeah, yeah. You understand? Yeah. And we talked about that in the, in the group er, er, earlier this week. I think you, Yeah, yeah. Um, I forget exactly what you said, but my response to the thread was a lot of times marriage, we don't know what it looks like because most of us come from single parent homes. So Absolutely. we have no idea what a successful marriage looks like. Like for me, my mom was never married. Well, actually she was married, but my example of what marriage looked like came from my grandparents. Right. So I find that a lot of the times that how I, I see things and view things is skewed because of the way I see it. But when you don't have that experience or that background, it, it's tough to make that thing work. Yeah. But, but I also like to offer that because for me, it was the same. You know, my, my parents were married at, at one point and I saw my grandparents being married and I had distant relatives. But how many of our family members talk to us about marriage? No, not at all. Specifically yeah. what it takes for a successful marriage to work, you know? So yeah. you, you may have been able to observe it from the outside and say, okay, that's what success looks like in a marriage, but to talk about the elements of it and how you yeah. need to be prepared, what yeah. you need to do to prepare yourself for it. Uh, yeah. Michelle Obama it's, said this, you got to know who you are first. first yeah. Who you are I agree yeah. With that and that's my, that's, that's, that's a lot of my premise as well. See, with that post, what I was addressing was um, I posted up something the day, the day before that and said that men are spending too much time complaining about women. And I said, aren't we, aren't we leaders? And leaders are solutions, and solutions don't complain about problems. Gotcha. Yep. That, was the, that, was the, that was the whole post. So uh, they started taking it as in, you know, Oh, what we can't vent in this group. We can't, you know what I'm saying, say say things like that. And my whole thing was, my whole thing was, it was a take responsibility thing because a lot of the dudes that I see complaining about women, first of all, I was really addressing something about Cardi B and and offset that that men had started talking bad about Cardi B for divorcing him and all of this kind of stuff. And it it it, it threw me off because I'm like, I don't understand. I don't understand how we complaining about women so much and we expect them to be the ones to follow us. Yeah. <laughs> you understand what I'm yeah. saying? It, it yeah. didn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense to me, especially when we complain about women complaining. 
Like, how are you going to complain about them doing the same thing that you're doing? It doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. And it, and it starts a cycle of just that being the thing. See, now it, it, it starts a circle, right? It starts a circle of that going around and around. The thing that's happening is, that I see happening is, the women are exiting the circle. And they like, we getting this money, we going to do our thing. And the men are still stuck perpetuating the cycle themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's not, the women aren't even in the conversation no more. They not even paying no attention to y'all. And you look, do we, you look in this way because they looking at you go in a circle talking about them while they're doing they thing. Mm -hmm. And what, what they respect is somebody with ambition and somebody who's going after something. I even tell men in this aspect, Women like men who have better shit to do. I saw that. that aspect. <laughs> so if that all post. you have to do is talk about them. They already don't like you. So why? That was my whole thing. And it's like, it's unproductive, bro. You're not getting no women from it. You're not putting no money in your pocket. At least not as much as you could be if you spent less time talking. Man, it make, I, it just made sense. And I'm also, I got a, I got a problem with the way that they doing my women, man. The way that they doing these women. I got a, I got an issue. Fight for them. Fight for them. Come I on. Got an issue. I got an issue with it, man. I really do got an issue with it because what they don't understand is that black women have had to become these strong people because of what they've done to us. Mm. So if it were not for them, then we wouldn't be, we wouldn't even, we, most of us have single mothers and they talk about these women like they don't have mothers that come from the same situations. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And I don't know with, with, with women, we just need this. I feel like we just need to step up since they at another level. How about you just stop talking and surpass that level and give them something to follow with some ambition with some ambition, have some goals, have some something. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Man, man. This I'm sorry, I know it went a long time, but you know, no, that's just- don't you apologize. Listen, <laughs> passion, passion fuels purpose. It is the gasoline that keeps that vehicle moving towards your purpose. And so uh, it is very easy to support an ideal when there's passion involved. So don't you, don't you minimize that. What is you what are you about to say to me, man? What you about to say to me? So I it, it you've you've said so much that that resonates with me, you know, starting back when you said, you know, starting a group and talking with my wife, she she wanted me to be more intentional. And what I what I've been wondering to ask you is what are some ways that you have been more intentional? Because I too have done that and made some changes like that. Um, see, that's a it's that's a corner. Are you talking about with um, what I'm doing with just my life in general, or are you talking about what I'm doing with what I'm trying to help men with? Because I it's a it's a lot of different things to be more intentional with myself. Just myself is is work. I had to work on my integrity. To be honest. In what you know way, what I mean? like when you say integrity, if I'm not I mean, I had to talk about if I was going to talk about anything, I had to be about it. Gotcha. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So 
I couldn't be a, I couldn't talk about being an ideal husband and been having this formula if I didn't live up to what I was actually trying to do. Mm. And it challenged me a lot. It challenged a lot of my habits. It challenged a lot of my mentality. You know what I mean? It challenged uh, it challenged a lot of my just core principles. And it mm. made me, um, it kind of made me see that uh, I built my I built my castle on pillars of sand. Should I say? Mm. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? So, and and I had to kind of tear down that entire foundation and build it on something solid. So when I was building just my principles, I was very, very intentional about seeing what what principles and life in general, and I'm a Christian, so, you know, I, I did, you know, reference the Bible for a lot of things. Um what principles were so solid that they stand no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those principles was uh, like reap what you sow. You know what I mean? Um, God shall not be mocked that, that a man sower, he shall reap. So if I reap being disingenuine, then that's what I'm going to sow. I mean, you know, if I sow being disingenuine, then that's what I'm going to reap, you know? So I had to really, like all parts of my life, I had a year where I was down and I didn't have nothing going on. And it was a depressing moment, but it was that moment that I, I needed to really just sit down and, and you know, get into that moment, collect myself. Now, if you're talking about the group, now, um, so I'm going for non for nonprofit in, in uh I'm going I'm making it into a nonprofit right now. I've been talking with a couple of people um about actually making it into different chapters in different cities. So uh we're actually starting in Atlanta. I have the board members and every and everything already selected. We we have a, a list a, an agenda of things that we need that we're accomplishing right now to make sure that we can make a headquarters in Atlanta and then I'm doing meet and greets all over the country. With di- at different uh, locations just to start kind of a, you know, so we're all on the same page and we all have access to the same kind of, uh, you know, mentality all the time. And I'm, 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 I want to get some, get some things going where I actually have a location, like a branch where it is, is literally a location, almost like a lodge in every city. So I've been getting with some people lately and um, that's looking, it's moving up faster than I thought. I'm having a voter's registration drive. I'm actually interviewing the uh, Gwinnett County deputy registrar for um, for voters tomorrow night in the group, you know, to, to uh, get them voting and stuff like that. Uh, I do mental health, men, men, I'm sorry, mental health and manhood interviews with, with uh, mental health specialists financial interviews, you know, things like that, just to be engaged in the community and actually, uh, and this actually is going to be bigger than that, actually. So I just can't, I don't really want to. You don't have to reveal it all. So long-term, what's your, what's your vision for the marriage club? I mean, we might have seen the last movie, old school. We're going on a road trip. You ever seen the movie Old School? I'm trying to remember it. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. What, what, what about it? <laughs> For married men. Okay. It, you know, I like, I, it's going to be like, you know, I'm, I'm going to have a, 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 it's like a frat house in every city, man. Mm. I want to have a frat house in every region where it's just, but it's not, it's not just a frat house to party and stuff like that. Of course, I got some things that's going on. My wife actually runs the marriage club women's retreat on the other side. So we're actually going to be doing, uh, we actually starting for starting next year. We're planning like an all white uh, party in the summertime. We we want to do a gala in the winter. We uh, we really want to do a debutante ball for our youngins. You know what I mean? Um, we want to make it, we really want to make it an institution, an institution where, you know, men, this is really based off the men to be, become leaders at the yeah. end of the day. Every man can be a leader. And, and I believe that in, in some, in some way, every man is my superior. And in that I learned from him. Uh. So every man can be a leader in his own right. And, um, I'm trying to dedicate myself to helping people, you know, become free enough from trauma and stuff like that. So I'm dealing with even the retreats that we're going to have is going to be dealing with some mental health issues. You know what I mean? So we can express that as men amongst men, um, you know, and then party them nights and, you know, express, you know, and, and so we can start working on working on getting each other well and becoming a community as well. Now I got a, a a totally different plan. That's under. Yeah, you know, yeah, you gotta keep some to stuff close that. to the vest. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 too fragile. You talked about mental no. health. Um, you mentioned it uh, quite a bit. Why is addressing that particular topic so important for you, man? Mental health is everything, man. Mental health is everything. Mental health is health. Mm. And I've seen, I've dealt with mental health issues, I'm sure, even just in being depressed, that's a mental health issue in itself. And um, I just think people don't, you know, even as a Christian, people deal with, you know, how to get well spiritually. And we, we try to run people to a certain place, but we don't deal with the physical parts of it. So even if I'm a human being, um, just speaking from my standpoint, you know, even if I'm a human being and I'm supposed to be tapping into the spirit to get better, to tap into the spirit, I still have to heal some things. Broken hearts are real. You know what I mean? Some people are, some people have been broken hearted. Some people have been traumatized in their life. And a lot of people don't know that things traumatize people that you would never even know. I, uh, I was doing an interview with Dr. Bruce A. Co- a. Copeland um, he's a mental health specialist, um, and I was interviewing him, and I was quoting off some, some stats. Like, people don't know that before the age of 15, a lot of people, most people who have, I, I, I forget the number, but a lot of people have mental health disabilities before the age of 15, and nobody knows. Nobody knows. It starts even younger than that, and when it comes to disability is when they can't really function on a day-to-day basis through it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and it affects how your body, re- it affects how your body reacts to eating. It affects you, you know, it affects your, your actual health. And I've been through it before, man. I've been depressed, man. I've been depressed. Like, and I didn't even know it. 
you know? And it took a couple of years of realizing that somebody telling it, it really being pointed out to me that I was depressed and it was dragging my life. It was dragging my life down. It was making me extremely ineffective. I didn't want to do nothing. You know what I mean? I didn't have the motivation. And that was just off of maybe, I don't know, sadness, grief. My mom died, my grandma died, my aunt died. And that's, I dropped out of college after that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Man. So that was, that was the real thing for me. Like, and I didn't even know it. I was moving throughout life. I had kids, so I thought I was pushing through it. I've always been the type of person that just, I, I blame myself for everything that happened. And that ain't even healthy itself. You know right, what I mean? Right. Cause some things happen and I'm, I'm traumatizing mm-hmm. myself by thinking that it's my fault that I'm doing everything. And a lot of times- I didn't back it. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even give myself credit a lot. This is, I didn't give myself credit for not having the script and getting that far and just taking those little, like I was with my kids every day and I didn't even, I didn't even see myself as a good father mm-hmm. when something leaves. Just little things like that. I couldn't, I, I never celebrated myself. I never, you know, I didn't think of myself like I was nobody important. I felt like I was toxic to everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of people who deal deal with issues like that. There's a lot of men, you know. Absolutely. Societal norms say men have to be tough and that you can't show emotion and you have to um, uh, hide your feelings. You know, that's not man the manly thing to do. Um, but in reality, it is causing so much damage and so much harm, not only to the individual, but the people who are closest to them, who love them, who stay involved in their lives, you know, and it's, you know, we did an episode talking about mental health and its importance and you're right. Mental health is health really and truly. And, and for our audience, if you are out there struggling um, to get through mentally, see someone, talk to someone, we, we, we are not experts, but we know that as people, we go through some things that we just can't shoulder the weight ourselves. So if, if yeah. you want to really discover your purpose, start with your mental health and go seek help to do it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you shared that with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so, really my, that's one of my main things though, but go ahead, bro. What do you believe, um, your purpose is now at this phase of life? Cause I'm imagining it'd be different at 25 than you are, than it is now. So what's your purpose right now? Um, I've summed it up to two things, community mm-hmm. development and community organization. Um, if I have to put it into two words um, and, and you can use those words as broadly as you po- as you possibly can, <laughs> but community development and community organization. And I mean that in, in every terms, I mean, I mean, in real estate, I mean, um, you know, I want to start helping people get, I mean, you know, complete my real estate stuff right now, but I also have some people helping me with some, you know, real estate ventures Mm -hmm. um, that I'm trying to do to, and it's, and it's strictly for, to be honest with you, it's for our community because, um, you know what I mean? I really want to get some black. I, I, I told you, I, it's certain stuff I can't really talk about that gotcha. I'm working on. When but, you say you community, know. what do you think is the biggest problem in our community? Because I think, um, what? Let me ask. What do you think is the biggest problem in our community? Perception, perception. 
I was going to say the breakdown of the family, but you, you explain perception. Yeah, yeah, perception, because the reason why I say perception is because it's because it's a perception of what you think that you can have and what you think that you can't. Mm. That is a breakdown in families as well. Mm. A lot of people don't think that they can have healthy families with everything. They don't think that they can have everything that they want. So it's out of their range. So they settle for things that that look like they may, especially in our community, when we known for put we known for looking for having joys and not money. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? We yeah. go for the things that look like it's is is solid, but the work that takes it's it's like okay, if you go into if you go into a restaurant, if you go into a restaurant, it's lavish in the front. It's lavish in the front. You dig what I'm saying? Lavish in the front. You ever go into the kitchen, it's it's a ruckus. It's terrible. But let me ask you a question. Does the inspector come to inspect the kitchen or does he inspect the outside? He won't inspect he the, kitchen. the kitchen. So it's just like a restaurant. So in the front of the restaurant, it's lavish. It's decked out. Five-star restaurant. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's like that. But in the back, in the kitchen, it's a mess, dog. It's tore up. You dig what I'm saying? Everybody yelling at each other. People cussing each other out. I need my food right now. You dig? It's Hell's Kitchen. But the inspector doesn't come to inspect the front of the restaurant. He comes to inspect the kitchen to make sure that it's good enough for the. And that's just the inspector. That's just the inspector. The work of preparing the food for the people to eat. Now, you can have this whole big restaurant and it look good, but if the food's terrible, they still ain't coming back. So either way it go, it starts with, with the with the dirtiest place where you got to really work at. Mm-hmm. And people aren't willing to do that because, first of all, society has told them that, that you can post up anything and you can get likes and that validates you so you don't have to worry about the real criticism in real life. You understand what I'm saying? And in relationships, relationships require criticism to grow. Mm-hmm. My entire post that I made about the other day about criticizing that dude, it was like, he was saying, oh, we should, we should come to the group and, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to put nobody on blast, but this is how, this is just how I took it. You know what I mean? Not being disrespectful to him, but he was just, it was just like, oh, we, we should just be able to come here and vent and say whatever we want to say. And, 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 and it should be a peaceful place. Cause I was talking about complaining about women all the time. Like I said, I, I'm not, I'm not about that. I want, I, I want to uplift our women. I want to uplift our women because when we uplift our women, they will uplift you. A lot of their complaints are really constructive criticism if you take it that way. But we so soft that we can't take constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. Even when we know it's coming from a loving place. Yeah. And a a woman to be a help me in my in my stand, you gotta she my wife make me look better on everything. That's what I say. Mm, yeah. So mm-hmm. if I get her a house, she's gonna make sure it's decked out. Mm-hmm. If I give if I give her a business, she's gonna make sure I handle the business. You understand? She's gonna make sure the, the, the minute details are that way. So the complaining is really a constructive criticism. We so weak as men nowadays, in my opinion, that some of the constructive criticism we can't take. And I'm not gonna lie, some of the criticism is overly from their side because they taught like they've been having to criticize a lot. They've been they they used to say the same they, thing over and over. If she and got over. to build a house, 
buy the house, then cook, clean, do everything else, and you're not bringing nothing to the table but saying, oh, you don't cook or you don't clean, even if she is rich, bruh, what does she need you for and you complaining? Like, act like you cleaned up before she come home. I ain't gonna lie, you know what I'm saying? I done had to do that shit sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, make sure the foyer straight, you know what I'm saying? Make sure the bottom straight. You know what I'm saying? Throw all that shit in the closet, dude. But do something to, 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 to not add weight. And I don't, I don't think that they'll understand that black women have had a lot of weight put on them. Yeah. We can look at some of our mothers, bro. They had a lot of weight put on them. And instead of, instead of rising to be weight and we call ourselves a superior, that's my issue. My issue is with those who go on this alpha me- don't want to go there. Who go on this alpha male trip, saying that we did we we bigger and badder, but then you complaining by women. Yeah. Like you, I'm sorry, you should be able to get them to do what you say just by you being an alpha male. Yeah, you only want to be an alpha when it's convenient. When it's convenient, but it, but when it's convenient for you to be about something and have some goals and some vision for for this woman to follow, they don't really they think they follow money. They really don't. They don't. It's about vision and ambition. I think, and my, you know, vision, ambition, dreams, passion, something, just have something about you. You know what I mean? Have something, have something about you. I, I absolutely agree with you. I, I, man, that, that hit it on the head. People, I don't think it's just women. I think people follow ambition and vision. I think that's, that resonated with me the most right there in that moment. People follow ambition and vision because people will get behind a vision. And when you think about, you know, to Shane's question, what is our community lacking? I think leadership. And I'm not talking about a singular leader. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it takes a village to raise a child. Right. We do believe that. And we see, as you talk about, um, you know, some of the, the youth that you interact with, you know, Shane, I know, he looks to influence and impact the youth. I look to do the same. And a lot of the people that we run in circles with, that's, that's, we understand that whole idea of it takes a village to raise a child. And if there were more leaders in the community, yeah, the community yeah. would be better. It would perform better. It would support one another much better. Absolutely yeah. agree with you. My my man, I guess that would be my goal with with this group is to build leaders because like I said, every man should be you should at least consider yourself or at least strive to be a leader in your house. It's not about it's not about being uh you know breadwinner or nothing like that. I really think it's about what's the vision for your family? What's the vision for your family? What, what, where do you want them? Because me as a man, I feel like I should be a shield for my family. I feel like I should be, I should take the brunt of what hits my family. And that's just me. Like if I, I that's just me. And I feel like shit when I can't, you know what I mean? And I, I know that, I know that most men, when, when, you don't, when you can't do what you wanna do, you feel like shit. And I think a lot of these complaints are coming from that area, especially in the age where women tell you you have to provide monetarily, but if that's the woman that's telling you that and you don't have that, and that's not that's not even your men, your your mentality is for a purpose. And I do think that most men are, and we just shaking out of that in this world that we live in. 
um, our views are twisted to, to what they want us to think manhood really is. And it throws you, it throws us out of ourselves in, in, in pursuit of monetary gain. Um, and I think that a lot of people, when you, when you try to, when you, it's, it's unsustainable because you, you, you're going to contradict yourself so many times. You, you, you're going to contradict yourself. Your, your values will end up contradicting themselves because you, 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 you didn't start with purpose. You started with attaining image. You started with the, when you, when you go for money, like if I want security, if I want money for security, I'll be able to tell by the things that you do. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your focus, every time I see you, your focus would be on providing for your, it would look like that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You could tell what's important to a person by where they spend their time. Yeah. Yeah. We all will yeah, absolutely do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All you gotta do is follow them around, hang around them, talk to them about where they spend where they spend their time. Ask them when you are not at work, what do you do? What are you into? And you will quickly learn what's important to them. Because anyone who you invite to an event that tells you, I will try to make it, they don't see value in that event. Because we, as people, as individuals, make time for the things that we care about yeah. most and value or hold at a higher value. We will lose sleep. We will, we will make sacrifices like, you know what? I only need three and a half hours of sleep tonight because I'm going to stay out and do this party and have a good time with friends. We make time for the things that we care about, whether it helps us or it hurts us. And I think, I think that a lot of people... I think when you don't, when you're not able to, when you trap yourself inside a, a pathology of, of going after that kind of stuff, you exclude your passions from your life. You exclude your real views from your life. You get separated from who you originally are. That's what I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. That's what that, it happened to me. You know what I mean? Chasing, chasing, even chasing rap. You know what I mean? Like trying to do that. It, it got me outside of myself where okay at first when we started doing I, I just love to do it but then after a while it's like okay you've been rapping and you ain't going nowhere so you got to change the music up a little bit you got to go to what you know what i'm saying you got to do this and we start tailoring ourselves to what we want as far as images and everything how we you know how we want to portray ourselves you know what i mean mm-hmm. and I, I guess i just I, I, I I've always been a person in tune with what I want to become later. Mm. So I always thought about even with sticking with my, even with, you know, being with my wife and everything else like that in relationship, I, I knew what the end goal was. And that's what the marriage is about what we building and not, you know, getting caught up in, you know, just little events that, 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 make me feel good at the moment. Some delayed gratification. We not, we not, we don't, we don't get that either. Tell I us, had to learn that. Tell us this. Mm-hmm. We, we tend to ask a lot of our guests this, but three people who give you the most inspiration and why? 
Why do they inspire you? So I want to I want to thank you for, for coming on the show, man. Having you on, first off, I know we talked a lot before we actually started recording, so forgive us, audience, that y'all missed out on that. We might see if we can't uh, bring in and edit some of that in, but uh, I appreciate your intention, and I think that that's a word that just continues to echo in having a conversation with you. You are very intentional, and that's an mm -hmm. aspect that so many people need to incorporate in their life. Everything you do got to be on purpose. The motto for the show is live life on purpose. And, yeah. and we definitely see you doing that. So thank you. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate y'all, brother. I'm sorry I talked y'all head off. <laughs> no, you good. <laughs> no, man. You made for a great episode. Um, before uh, before I have you plug your stuff, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take us out. I got a, I got a quote that... Um, it, it hit me, um, I forget, I think I was listening to a podcast and I can't remember, I can't remember what I was listening to when I heard it, but I got this quote and I, I want to share it. So it says, I can't guarantee being positive will make you a success, but I can guarantee being negative will make you a failure. I can't guarantee being positive will make you a success but I can guarantee being negative will make you a failure. You know, to hear that it stuck with me so much. And I believe that so many people, they focus on the wrong thing. They focus on the negativity. Yeah, yeah. And if we could for a moment when things change, stop and ask ourselves, how can I make this work? How can I find the positives or in every day, write down three wins that you had. I think we will start to see more gains and more people being positive and we will start to see people be more successful. So again, we always appreciate our audience for joining us. Uh, B Henderson, plug your stuff, man. Tell us where people can find your music and your different platforms, <laughs> what you got going on. I am working on a project that I'm dropping on my birthday called uh, Say La. Um, so it's that's it's gonna be, and my brother Shane is helping me kind of curate it. So I appreciate you on that, my brother. Um, but y'all, I'm on Marriage Club Men's Retreat on Facebook. Um, you know, we're gonna have a, a whole lot more events coming out, more meet and greets in different cities. So you know, Marriage Club Men's Retreat, you can get to know me. A lot through there. You're going to hear me cussing a lot and, you know, keep it being in their face about it. Mm -hmm. Keeping it real. That, that, yeah, that's man. For sure. That's yeah. for sure. Well, like always, man, thank you for rocking with us, Purpose Addicts. If you haven't already, subscribe, like the show, tell three friends about it, shoot us some feedback in the discussion group. And as always, if you got bad feedback, keep it to yourself. Yes, Live life on purpose. We out. I'm running for